Remember when the slam dunk competition was a thing? Ah, the good old days. Welcome to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast. I'm Jay O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare, Understanding Medicare, Protecting Your Health, and Minimizing Costs. The 2019 edition is available everywhere in paperback and ebook format. You can find out more information on www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. There's a free newsletter and YouTube channel, Maximize Your Medicare. You'll be able to find it anywhere, everywhere online. For first-time listeners, today's podcast and any other podcast, they don't represent financial advice. While I'm qualified, licensed, and permission to do so, I would need to know a lot more about you. So the other day, I reappeared on the Art Lewis Show on a radio station in Michigan. Seven years ago, Art was good enough to host me for two hours on his radio show. And over the last seven years, he's hosted me a number of times a year. Not only is he a Medicare-eligible beneficiary, but in addition to that, he is genuinely curious and interested in different topics and able to relate them to everyone in the listening audience while there may be bigger radio stations, there are no superior radio hosts. I can tell you this because of the quality of questions and follow-up questions. Nothing in this podcast and the recording of the interview has been scripted. I literally hand him a few different topics without any specific conclusion, and I let him just direct the conversation, which I know he's been able to do skillfully not only with me but with others with no further ado we begin in five four three two one uh we welcome back a guest who's been with us many times every time he has an alliteration of his book he's back but he's also back other times too he has written the book called maximize your medicare the 2019 edition is now out it's number seven in his revisions and we say good morning to j.o Good morning, Art. Good Thanks morning. Thanks for having me. Number seven already. I can remember number one, and I went, wow, that's a nice book, you know? <laughs> Here we are, seven editions later. Thank you so much for your support over the years, Art. Does, does Medicare change that much? What is changing is certain changes to rules. For example, 2019 actually has a brand new enrollment period called the Open Enrollment Period. We are in the middle of it now. It will end on March 31st. This is a new enrollment period. Is, the, is there still an old enrollment period? So it is, a, it is actually replacing okay. a period that used to exist from January 1st to actually February 14th. So the windows moved. The windows have moved, and it's been expanded. Your rights and options actually have expanded during this period. so They gave us something? They gave you something. No. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, so let's let's talk about a number of things. First of all, I, I know you mentioned this to me before the show. Uh, this has to do with a specific group of people in a local community who, have, uh, who are about to lose their benefits in retirement. Explain this, and, and who is it, and what is it about? It's right. It's actually Hampton Township in Essexville that the existing retirees are losing their retiree health benefits. Now, before we get started, let me first say that you know this is not uncommon. 
in other words, the city of Detroit obviously being the largest city closest to here where the persons have faced similar fiscal pressure and that was the very difficult choice being made. So I'm not throwing stones at the decision making of mm -hmm. having to do that. That is happening everywhere. Uh, it, there's no discrimination on location or size of community. This is and this is going to be occurring on an ongoing basis. I don't basically, we're doubt. living longer, costs are rising, exactly. and they can't afford to pay for it anymore. So is that this, basically it? Otherwise, you would end up having to cut existing services mm -hmm. to the community at large. And so the difficult choice is having to be made. So they're about to lose their health care. Uh, now, since we're talking about retirees, I speculated before the program, most of them probably are Medicare eligible. Most, maybe not all, but I would guess most are, right? Yes, I think that that would be fair to say. But if if their loss of benefits falls outside of the window for Medicare, do they have some special uh, allowance to be able to still sign up for Medicare? And this is one of the graceful very excellent parts about Medicare, which is that when these types of events occur, that in fact it allows for special enrollment periods. And incredibly, but true, is that in certain instances it actually affords persons or it makes available a wider set of benefits to the person. And years ago, Art, I'm not sure if you remember, we got a call. Uh, where a local health carrier was having financial difficulty as a result one of the medicare advantage plans closed it did open this window it allowed this particular person's husband who was a cancer patient to obtain much wider superior health benefits under that particular situation these are called special enrollment periods and for those retirees in Hampton who are going to be losing their health retiree health benefits, a similar side door has opened. And these are what you call side doors. Then. And it's just the way to make it so that you know this difficult jargonese can be easily understood by everyday people. Well, let, let's spend a moment or two talking about the alphabet soup because that's about to change too. The alphabet soup, folks, is those supplement plans that you buy to fill in the blanks, so to speak, what your Medicare doesn't cover, these plans might. Uh, and the most popular of all those plans is Plan F, which literally covers you from dollar one, in effect. Uh, is it too good? Why is it going away? <laughs> well, I think you pointed it out, which is that it covers from dollar one, meaning there's another plan, Plan C, and which is not as dominant or prevalent in locations, but it pays for the the, the Part B deductible. And for persons on Medicare, they're familiar with what that Part B deductible is. Under Medigap's Plan C and F, those plans cover the Part B deductible. What's the difference between C and F? What does C not cover that F does? C doesn't cover, for example, the Part B excess charge. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. So what you have is, as part of you know, a piece of legislation that were passed years ago, what ended up happening is Plan C and F are scheduled to end 
meaning that oh, C and F C and F will both end to new applicants. Now, existing policyholders can keep the plan, but new applicants will not be allowed in, and that will begin on January 1st. So someone like me who has Plan F, uh, as long as I'm happy with it, and I am, uh, I should never think about getting rid of it because I can't get it back, right? Well, aside from the use of the word never, Art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. We're dealing with the government, aren't we? Uh, so that's yes, if, if this is in this in all sincerity is the true instance of if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. <laughs> finally, we got <laughs> we are there. We are finally there. Wonderful. Gee, my goodness gracious. Well, so uh, I guess the question then becomes, you know, and one of the thing, Plan F, which is going to go away. Am I correct that that is the only one of the supplements that provides foreign coverage? No, there are other plans. Oh, there are others that there, do provide foreign coverage where they pay you X amount of dollars per day if you're... That is correct. You would have to pay a deductible and then there's coinsurance up to $50,000, I want to say, was the lifetime maximum benefit. But I don't want to say that those are the only plans because... Part you'd asked about why the revisions and ongoing revisions, and if I had to to summarize the biggest difference from the 2013, the first edition to today, the big, the most dramatic difference is the narrowing difference, meaning the highly improved state of Medicare Advantage. The market share of Medicare Advantage has in, increased enormously. All right, let's, so, I don't think we're going back from that trend. All right, so let, let's so everybody understands, explain Medicare Advantage and how it differs from supplemental plans. Sure. So Medicare Advantage, Medigap, sorry, Medicare Advantage are managed care plans. This is HMO, PPO. These are, and the most important things Whenever I speak in public, I tell persons that the most important things to understand is this is an annual contract. It runs January to January, always. So in addition to that, some you must have Part A and Part B. The important things here are to understand the fact that you have a network involved. Now, the definition of network, the difficulty, the complication of Medicare is people see the word network but the reality is the way the networks work in Medicare are slightly different than when you had an employer provided HMO for example and so because of these two facts which is that you have an annual contract network Though the implication of that is all of the terms and conditions are going to change every year. So just as being a wise consumer means that you'll want to check every year because, on the other hand, market highly competitive. All right, so let's look at that advantage plan for a moment. Uh, and my understanding of it is that it includes you have to have A and B to get it. That's correct. But it includes your prescription plan, so you don't have a D, per se, right? It's part of the Advantage plan? In most cases, that is correct. It is integrated into the Medicare Advantage plan, and I will use this moment here, because 
my anecdotal evidence across the country, meaning comparison of how Medicare Advantage is working, is that the sellers of Medicare Advantage, the carriers, have done have been aggressive and have been done a very effective job in lowering the prescription cost for seniors. In extreme cases, and here locally, inside of Michigan, there's even a case where a particular type of insulin has zero dollar copay, which is literally thousands of dollars a year. Hmm. So, but yes, to your point, yes, integrated in most cases, there are certain plans without the prescription portion that someone can intentionally choose. And is it from dollar one or is there a copay? And here's where you're talking about all of the moving terms in the annual contract. Every single detail is subject to change. And so in Michigan, in most counties, 30 plus plans exist on Medicare Advantage wow. of different stripes. Right. We will come back and talk. This is going to be too much before I take a break. <laughs> okay. We'll take a break and then we will come back with more. J.O. is our guest. If you have any questions about Medicare, give us a call, 752-6111, toll free, 866-790-WSGW. We are back with you on the Art Lewis Show. In studio with me is J.O., author of Maximize Your Medicare. He's also a... A uh, certified financial planner and uh, charter-like underwriter and a whole bunch of initials after his name. But uh, we are talking about Medicare this morning. Um, there has been a lot of talk, and I, I keep Jay out of the political end of things on purpose because he doesn't want to cross that line. But I do have to ask, there has been a lot of talk about expanding Medicare and, you know, the, the, some folks on one side of the political aisle have actually suggested there should be Medicare for everyone without telling us how we're going to pay for it. What's going to happen? What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be very interesting because now the, the basketball, the burden of proof is now going to be shifted, meaning that the opponents to the Affordable Care Act, I think, without a political horse in the race, I think it's fair to say that opponent, opponents of the Affordable Care Act did not do a great job in voicing uh, their concerns about the Affordable Care Act and presenting a coherent, well-articulated plan That's the big part to of others. Yeah. They wanted to get rid of it, but what, would, what are they going to replace it with? They, that they didn't come up with. And now the, that burden has now shifted to the other side of the aisle meaning that I think there, there's going to be a large amount of confusion about what precisely that means. Medicare for all is certainly you know, an attractive, intuitively pleasing phrase. Especially if you've written a book about it. <laughs> we'll get to that soon. <laughs> but, but now, what does that actually mean? Medicare for all sounds correct and then then people then get asked the second question do you understand this ends all private health insurance companies including your employer provided plan all of them well okay you know does it though let me ask this question let me ask it this way theoretical because you understand these things far better than i do is there not and uh, I almost don't believe I'm saying this because of my thoughts about about private insurance. Sure. Um, 
Is there not room for a hybrid? And by that I mean Medicare for all, A and B. And just like we have supplements now, the supplemental health insurance offered by private companies, and rather than government dictating what they are, let the private marketplace determine what those supplements are. Would that not be feasible? Well, first of all, I think that uh, some variation, a very close high variation to that is being suggested, and that let's just call Medicare for more. For more, okay. For more. Meaning, yes, maybe we don't know what the exact you know end point is. And when I said the burden of proof will be, has now switched, meaning now the persons who are trying to wave the flag of Medicare for all, Medicare for more, what you suggested, whether or not that's going to be corrected, correctly explained to the population, whether or not they will understand it correctly, is going to be a difficult task. And, But yes, back to your point, which is, is it in theory an idea that you could have a base set being provided by the federal government? And then on top of that, individuals then selecting much like persons on Medicare now, whether that be a Medicare Advantage lookalike or a supplement lookalike, is that all feasible? In theory, the answer is yes. But then, of course, the inevitable question is how are you going to pay? Well, and that, of course, is always the question. But it, it seems to me that, uh, that that kind of hybrid would satisfy both sides. Those that are calling for universal health care, well, they're getting a part of that. And those that are calling for competitive health care, they're getting a part of that. And it just seems to me that we we need to look at compromise, which they're not very good at. <laughs> and, we can't and, agree uh, on the city dog catcher uh, at the moment. Art. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. But this is, I mean, these are uh, these are issues that aren't going to go away. I mean, you know, and, and uh, you know, as much as I don't like the idea of government providing everything, so to speak. As a user of Medicare, uh, I have to say it's fabulous. Uh, I mean, I don't pay any more for Medicare and all of the coverage that I have from dollar one with Plan F right. than I did before when I had huge deductibles and everything else in the private insurance world, and I have better insurance. So... I think from that standpoint, it's wonderful. The problem is it's going to go broke if they don't fix it. And here's your issue, is that the reality is, the demographic reality is that inside the government sits a reserve pot. Let's just call it reserve pot, and there are going to be technical terms that you can read and then on yeah, the it's internet. A, it's a bunch of IOUs, yeah. We <laughs> but you've already paid in when you've paid for taxes. Right. Part of the payroll tax does go to the Medicare trust fund. Well, the issue is if you're trying to expand the number of beneficiaries in there, meaning that my age division gets met the ability to have government provided part A and you part B. You haven't paid in as long. Correct. Yeah. If I'm able to purchase it, I can. we know we actually do have a look at how much those parts cost. Because, for example, today, 
if you're 66 years old and you have not paid into the Social Security system for 10 years, 40 you know, quarters of coverage is their technical term, then you can buy it. You can buy it with a check, $440-odd a month for Part A alone. Mm. And then Part B. So now we're at 570 a month for Part A and Part B with the deductible and then the 20% with no out-of-pocket maximum. So now now we're in, this is what I'm, why I'm saying, I think that the very difficult challenge is going to be to articulate, to explain. Crazy people write books and revise it for seven years <laughs> in order to... And these, and I can tell you that you know there are 60 million Medicare beneficiaries now, and it does not matter where I've gone. It does not matter the health situation or the financial background of the audience. Don't understand the, the, the yeah. card from the beginning. There's one part of it, though, uh, that not only has to be considered with Medicare, but also Social Security, and that is that the uh, actuarial tables have changed. You know, 40 years ago, they expected you to take Social Security at 65 and die at 66. Now you take it at 66 and you live to 90, and there's fewer people supporting you on it. And that's the problem they're running into, isn't it? We're living a lot longer. We're a lot healthier. And you have this, and you represent the baby boomers, represent the largest generation in American history. We can't get around the fact that yeah, they're coming into that period. They're coming into that time. They're here now. And the reality is, is that when people ask, well, why do you write this book about this particular topic? It's because we know that there's a lot of political debate. We know there are these, you know, accusations. Well, the insurance company is trying to rip me off. The doctor is trying to overcharge the pharmaceutical. It's easy to f try to identify a party to blame. But the reality is, sitting in the background, the ones that we cannot change, that are cause are the in inevitable, inherent causes of stress to the system, are the fact that there are sixty million people More in Medicare. Us. Yeah, and we've got a partially partially government funded system, and we don't we have fewer people paying less money into it. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. If you have any questions about Medicare, you can give us a call, 752-6111, toll-free, 866-790-WSGW, and talk to J.O., a nationally recognized expert on Medicare. Back with you in studio with me is J.O., author of the book Maximize Your Medicare on its seventh edition now, the 2019 edition of Maximize Your Medicare, Understanding Medicare, Protecting Your Health, and Minimizing Costs. Um, we also, you know, along with this, we all got uh, new Medicare cards where they, they took our uh, Social Security numbers off and gave us new numbers. Uh, how's that working out? Well, I think that people appreciate the idea that you don't have identity theft as a result of someone unknowingly turning over their Medicare card right. where it has your Social Security number right on it. That all said, it's pretty confusing. You've got a very random set of characters there. And anecdotally, I can tell you that carriers are having some difficulties at certain times because an O looks like a zero. <laughs> or the small letter L looks like a number one. And what really happens is that people, that applications get read and then they have to be compared to the your data art at the Medicare system. 
Well, if the zero is an O, you don't exist. Mm-hmm. And then the worries start to begin. So we've had a mo- quite a number of instances, actually, where that has happened. And you know we've been able to intervene and, of course, ultimately sort it out. In other words, you know, government and carrier are not going to run away from their obligation. I would never say that that is going to be the end you know, result. Nevertheless, it's unsettling. Mm. Un- unsettling yeah. for, for the applicant, no question. All right, I, w- I want to go back. Um, this occurred to me during the break. Uh, I want to go back and talk a little bit about Plan C and F, particularly F, because that's the one I have. But sure. Um, since those plans are going to disappear for new applicants, uh, do the insurance companies that provide these have us trapped financially? By that I mean they know I want to keep my Plan F. It's gone. And if I want to keep it, I'm going to pay for it. Am I going to find uh, outrageous increases in the bill? No, I don't think so. Not for that reason. Not for that. Yeah, reason. for other reasons. <laughs> no, yeah. and I, it's but it's. It, I, I so think the rules still apply. In other words, they have to spend eighty-five percent. Is it eighty-five percent? It's eighty percent for that. And I think that it's. A, it is an important distinction, which is the very confusing thing about financial matters generally is you just get the result and you just find the one reason that is easily identifiable and saying that's to blame, that's the culprit for the entirety. Well, rarely is it, yeah. It's more subtle, more nuanced than that. But to your question exactly, the carriers still have something called the medical loss ratio rule. Okay, that is a federal regulation, federal. 80% has to be spent on claims or you get a refund and I already know this works because our existing clients get refunds small amounts hopefully you don't want to have a huge amount because that means you've been charged too much outrageously running that's correct so that is not the reason the question is going to be how the carriers have set up your compatriots in a classroom right because it's based off of that so whether or not your classroom for, you know, you'll forgive you know, my simplistic analogy comparison, meaning that if the entire class gets sick, but can you really control that? Can you really outguess that? I just don't find that a productive use of time. That's my own personal mm-hmm. Jay's opinion, meaning that the sellers, the carriers, leave the computing to them. They've got, they have it meaning that that kind of sectioning off classrooms every so in a periodic way, that happens now. That's happening now in Plan G. That's happening now in all the other Medigap plans. That every few years, the carriers, new carriers enter. So there are limits here. To give you an idea on how competitive the market is, yesterday, clients from Ingham, I met with clients from Ingham County, uh, just outside of Lansing. The man was turning 65 years old. We were looking at Medigap. Inside a $4, $5 month, a month range, were more than 10 sellers. 10. Inside of $5 a month. Mm-hmm. So I understand that there's easy. it's very convenient to be very skeptical and look for the worst case scenario. But in this instance, 
medical loss ratio disallows rampant increases just for sport and on the other hand is fierce competition so I mean, conversely can i say then if if for example my carrier my plan f carrier uh raises me 10 bucks a month let's say uh, is it reasonable for me to assume then that their cost ratio was over 80%, so they're bringing the premiums up to get back to that 80%? Now, they cannot claw back old. So let's just say, for example, they undercharged. Right. And it caused a loss. You cannot, the next year, claw make, back Okay, that you can't make it up. No. Okay. All you can do is, okay, given the facts now, Here's the what rate. Is, here is what we believe, given the information that we have, what we will look like next year. So they still have to stay at that 80%. That's the number. That, that is correct. And that's what I'm saying is that we, I see lots of you know, headlines, tweets, things like that, and you know, hot takes. And we live in that kind of society now, and I don't think we're getting away from that anytime soon. That all said, yeah. you know, is that the actual <laughs> cause? Uh, we'll be back. J.O. is our guest. Maximize your Medicare. We'll tell you uh, how to find the book and everything when we return. Back with you here on WSGW with J.O., who is uh, the author of the book Maximize Your Medicare. Among other things, he's also a certified financial planner uh, and has a company called GH2 Benefits. Uh, let's talk about the book for a minute. Where is it available? How do people get it if they're interested in the book? Certainly the first place that person should go is online, MaximizeYourMedicare.com. Well, that's easy enough to remember. There is a free newsletter, and it, it comes out weekly. In fact, I sent it out yesterday because normally I send it out on Saturdays. I'm here with you. Little updates and also links to podcast videos in everyday language. And then, of course, there's the advanced version, which has to do with, you know, the firm that you mentioned, GH2 Benefits, which is, you know, for the persons who really need the deep dive. There are limits to what I say here. You've known that over, yeah, the, seven, you, I mean, over the seven years. He's. We have to understand that you're a financial planner. You sell product. Correct. You represent companies. Represent companies. And correct. so you have to right. mind, your, mind your manners when it comes to speaking to some controversial things, let's say. <laughs> well, it's not only that, but, you know, carrier, you will not, for example, you've never heard me say the name of a carrier that I suggest that carrier. Right, right. Not right. in seven years, not in multiple no, times. We've talked about carriers because they may be changing or pulling out or doing things, but never a recommendation. No. Um, and that does not mean that all the carriers are the same. And even... We've talked about Medicare Advantage, for example. Well, it gets worse in other financial matters. Worse. Of because <laughs> Medicare, the beauty of it, the grace of it, of course, is that literally if you are turning 65, the same rules, the same definitions, it does not matter what your financial resources are. It does not matter your location or history or anything. You have the same access as your neighbors who have far different circumstances. And that has made it more applicable to many, certainly. So, you know, let's kind of look ahead, Jay, and guess, or, or your best educated guess, let's sure. put it that way, of what Medicare may look like five years from now. 
Well, I think what you see occurring right now in what's going to happen on in the political arena is going to affect it. And it's going to affect it in a fairly fundamental way, even in the absence of Medicare for All or Medicare for More, even in the what we are about to you know, witness here in the you know, national election, even in that absence, we're going to have this question that the Hampton Township retirees faced, which is we have an inevitable, very difficult set of fiscal choices in every location. Hampton Township, like I said, is not, not different than city of Detroit, yeah. which is not different than in Texas and every location. Am I safe to say, no matter what changes come to Medicare, or Social Security for that matter, more than likely will not affect current holders? And the way I say that is because we vote. Unlike Hampton Township, an employees group under the will, if you will, of the town, we vote. I, I, I entirely agree with that, which is that it's one thing to say that these there are nice ideas or changes, modifications to the existing structure. It's another one to execute them because the person voting for them is elected. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being here as always. Art is my privilege. Maximize your Medicare. Go to MaximizeYourMedicare.com. You can find out a lot more about it and about Jay for that matter, too. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right, that's it. Be sure to subscribe to the Maximize Your Medicare podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you digest podcasts. If you have your private questions, you can send them to me, jae at MaximizeYourMedicare.com. Talk with you next time.